Hi, welcome to the Nonprofit Mastermind Spotlight Series. I'm your host, Brooke Babbage. Every Tuesday on the regular Nonprofit Mastermind podcast, I do a deep dive into the strategies and mindset behind launching and leading a high-impact nonprofit. This Thursday Spotlight Series is a special weekly tribute in which I showcase and celebrate the organizations inside of my Impact Accelerator program. I lift up their mission and their work and their personal stories of leadership. I started the Accelerator because I believe that one of my true purposes in this life is to work for and support efforts leading to positive social change and social justice. The organizations that apply for and join my Accelerator are truly changing the world. I believe that. And I truly, truly love. It continues to be such an honor and joy for me to aim my experience, my passions, and my resources at helping them grow their revenue and their impact. This series is my celebration of them. This week, I'm talking with Jessica Sloan, Executive Director of Raised by Us. Raised by Us has a big, hairy, audacious goal, one that resonates really deeply with me in its power and simplicity, to make the world a better, kinder, and more just place. They are literally aiming to raise as many charitable dollars as possible for global causes by mobilizing the power of individual philanthropy. What's cool about their model is that they leverage the workplace and workplace giving to narrow the gap between wanting to give back and actually doing it. Things like how startups and emerging companies define the kind of social good footprint they want to have and then actually build volunteer and giving policies to get them there. The relationship between corporate culture and employee giving and how you can shape one to influence the other. Ultimately, giving feels good. People like giving. So what they're tackling is how we can leverage the power of the workplace and our natural instinct to give to mobilize dollars for good. In this conversation, Jessica and I talk big picture and brass tacks. We talk about the mechanics of partnering with businesses and corporations to do social good, how employee giving can be an important key to helping nonprofits unlock small dollar donors, and what it really means to be philanthropic. It is a great conversation, and I hope you enjoy. Hey, Jessica, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm so glad to have you here. I'm really excited to talk with you about your organization. I'm super excited to talk to you. Thank you so much for having me and Raised by Us. <laughs> Absolutely. It's such a unique model that you guys use and just such a bold, big sort of goal and type of impact. And it's yeah. um, it's a really different kind of organization than I usually um, have on the show. So let's dive in. I'm super excited for you to talk about sort of how you guys do what you do and your role. Um, I want to start actually with the sort of big picture, the North Star. That's always where I like to start. Yeah. Um, what is the, what's the North Star for your organization? Tell us a little bit about what you guys do and why the change you're trying to create in the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I think for for those who are listening who don't know about Raised by Us, as you mentioned, we are a bit of a non-traditional nonprofit in that we work with high growth companies, mostly in the tech sector or somehow related to tech. Um, and we help them build and run their social impact programs. So we have a uh, very big sort of North Star and big hairy goal. And it might sound trite, but it's really true. It's not. Um, <laughs> so I think like the 
most macro level, we do our part to make the world a better, kinder, more just place. Um, we see that goes right to the heart of, I love that. (laughs) And I think it's, you know, like so many nonprofits probably, you know, can, can sort of say that, but, you know, we see that there's tremendous opportunity when you can bring people together to drive change. And so our kind of North star, the reason that we do our work and what we're doing is each year we try to raise as many charitable dollars as possible for global causes. So thousands of different causes all over the world. And we do that by mobilizing the generosity of individuals. And what's super unique uh, about Raised by Us is that we use the workplace as our vehicle and like the environment to drive change. So we see that there's a tremendous power, like I said, in bringing people together, but there's tremendous power in the workplace and kind of engaging folks through that, that environment, both on the company level and on the individual level to give back meaningfully to the world. So uh, we're super excited to do it and engage all these folks who are, you know, usually in the very beginning stages of their philanthropic journeys. So let's talk a little bit more about that. I mean, I think, you know, obviously the North Star of making the world a more beautiful and just place is just, I mean, who can argue with that? It's beautiful. And I think... um, I think the way that you guys do it and the focusing on the sort of mobilizing individuals as philanthropists and not traditional philanthropists is a really unique way of like mobilizing the forces of good for positive change, right? So you have like nonprofits that that do direct work. And what I find really interesting is you guys sort of go out into the world and say, how can we build all the resources we can and mobilize all the resources we can in service of those um, sort of nonprofits that are doing great work. So walk us a little bit more through your model. You talked about mobilizing the the generosity of individuals through the workplace. What does that look like? Yeah. So we work with, currently we work with about 27 companies and they have about collectively 20,000 employees across four continents. So again, super exciting because we get to engage people all over the world and we really do hit not only a variety of, of charities and causes, but causes that are, you know, locally relevant and culturally relevant to uh, the countries that our employees are based in, um, which is really neat for us. Um, so we, we work in sort of two ways. We work with companies, again, high growth, early, mid, stage startups uh, tend to be, you know, innovative in their industry, trying to solve certain problems in a, in a sustainable, unique way. And they tend to attract a younger workforce, right? So we're mainly talking Gen Z, early millennials who more and more in today's world need, and it's not just a want, they need to see that their workplace reflects their values and it's creating a space for them to give back and that they give back, right? That they're socially responsible. So We work with each of our companies, you know, we kind of meet them where they're at, but they're sort of the company level where we consult on their philanthropic and social good strategy. So that could be anything from helping them identify pillars and cause areas that are important to them as a company, um, thinking about their employee giving and volunteer policies, making sure that they have best in class strategies and 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 best practices and programming to support that. And then really where um, they lean in on us is that we help build and actually facilitate employee facing and often employee driven programs. 
that help individuals connect to the causes that they care about and connect, and this is really crucial to us, connect in ways that are personally meaningful to them. So we do not, uh, RBU raised by us is cause agnostic. So we are here to like educate and empower and inform folks to kind of figure out what they care about and create pathways for them to connect to them. And so we do that through employee giving kind of activations where employees can make donations directly to nonprofits, um, usually in really fun ways, which I can talk more about. Uh, We build, uh, we try to look for and seek out high impact volunteer opportunities because we recognize too that giving back is like a love language. People give back and what's meaningful to them might be different from what's meaningful to me. So we try to create multiple entry points. So every employee can have a way to get involved in a way that's personally meaningful to them and to a charity that they, you know, seek to support. So you talked about fun ways that people can give. (laughs) What are some of those? (laughs) Well, and so, you know, if I say it at face value, then it's sort of like, what does that have to do with giving? But the reason that we do this is because there are millions of dollars that go unused of like employee matching dollars. So employees are a lot of, a lot of employees. So many people don't know that. Absolutely. Yes. So a lot of companies are super generous and they set aside a certain budget each year and they say, you know, if an employee makes a donation, we'll match it for you. Literally like three to $4 million go unused each year. So I did not realize it was that high. Oh, it's, it's, it's that high. It's that high. And so well, we that's, recognize- that's interesting, both for individuals that are interested in giving, but also for nonprofits that yeah. have individual donors. That's a conversation to be having with your donors that work in companies. Hey, follow up. Do you have a matching, you know, does your company have a matching donor? I bet that conversation almost often does not happen. It, exactly. And, you know, we realize there's like, we, we scratched our head about this a lot. And we realized that, you know, there's all this research that shows that people are inherently good, right? They want to do good things. They want to feel good by giving back. They don't always know how. They don't always have the resources to sort of enable that. And so, you know, what we see is that these companies build these like really robust strategies that are super generous. But we see industry-wide about 10% utilization of the benefits like a matching program. And so what we try to do is create programming that is going to uh, cut through the virtual noise of us always, uh, all we are being remote because we know that it's so much harder to engage folks in this, in this environment um, and actually pull on certain like extrinsic motivation levers that are actually going to get them to not only participate, but actually make a donation. So <laughs> all that to say is that we we create uh, we call them impact campaigns, and again, they have sort of multiple entry points for folks to get involved. But we use game mechanics and gamification to get people excited, and so they don't always necessarily realize that that's what they're doing. Um, but that's what we're doing. And so some of the incentives that we build in, for example, might be if a company hits a, a specific collective goal, right? So say they said, you know, if we raise five thousand dollars during this campaign, X will happen. And some examples of that are we've seen department heads, leaders, and even CEOs uh, raise their hand to go in a dunk tank. We had one CEO <laughs> dye, his hair, dye his hair purple to match the, the company color. Um, we most recently had one of our company CEOs do a push up for every donor that they had in their launch wow. campaign. <laughs> Pretty impressive. So we build in all these sort of incentives to get people to say like, hey, that's fun, but they're doing it for a really good cause. And it's, it's a way to um, get people excited, 
to have that kind of like social proof element because then you see other people doing it and you want to get involved and it's memorable. And that's what we wanted. We, you know, it, we want to make philanthropy and giving back kind of challenge this like antiquated model of the tried and true, you know, a philanthropist is like a 1% older yeah. white male and that everybody else who, you know, can't give as much is not as meaningful. And like, that's just not true. It's funny when I was running my organization, one of the most successful, um, sort of new donor campaigns we did, my board chair worked at a bank and, um, you know, you, they wear suits every day and yeah. she coordinated something called a jeans day campaign yeah. where like the prize was, you know, you give, and if you hit the certain amount, everybody gets to wear jeans. And when she told me the idea, I was like, look, I'll go, if you say that'll work, okay, but right. it doesn't seem like the biggest incentive. It was massively people yes. it was so much fun it's like yes. okay yes yes we actually had uh sometimes we incorporate wearing funny costumes to you know zoom yeah. meetings running errands and, and things like that you know and you'd be surprised how many people sort of raise our hand in our good sports about getting pied in the face or doing <laughs> getting slimed or something ridiculous but they yeah. know deep down that it's a way to kind of excite their their colleagues and you know give back in a, in, a, in both a fun way but also a meaningful way and it feeds into office culture. I mean, I think one of the things you're, you're pointing out is that increasingly philanthropy isn't um, something that, quote unquote, other people do or older people do or extremely wealthy people do. And people are looking for their workplace culture to reflect who they are in other spheres of their lives. And so, you know, it may seem silly to have a Python in your face, but if you're building a culture of sort of, we're all in this together, we give together, we all contribute to meaningful causes. Um, that's a value that people are looking for in work as employees. Absolutely. And, you know, we, I talked a little bit about that, like collective impact and collective action. And like, we truly believe, I mean, it's, it's our name raised by us that yeah. if we are facilitating that us piece and, you know, oftentimes I think people will think about giving back. And if they don't have, you know, again, you know, they're not incredibly high net worth or wealthy that they feel like, well, what is my five or $10 or $25 going to do? If you think about it, if an, if an employee gave, an individual gave $25, let's say four times a year, that's a hundred dollars. If you have five, a company of 500, you know, that multiplier effect, when you look at it that way, is that your $25, you know, this month is actually going to a much larger target, which is then being passed on to, you know, nonprofits or specific cause and, and making a real difference. Absolutely. So, so this is a very particular sort of theory of change, right? Yeah. The organization um, deploys. Why why are you doing this? How did you come to be at the organization? I know through our work together, um, you know, that this is, um, this was an intentional move for you. Um, how did you come to be doing this work and why, what's your why in all of this? So I've been in the nonprofit space my whole career over two decades, you know, started off on the program side, working in mental health, and then worked um, in youth development organizations. And at that point, kind of switched over to the more admin side of fundraising and communication. So, you know, I, I've seen firsthand how hard uh, nonprofit fundraisers work to each and every year, each and every day to raise, you know, sometimes, and I worked for some fairly small organizations. So, you know, busting our butts to raise like $3 million to meet our operating budget goals. Um, and in doing that, you know, we had worked with a lot of corporate partners and I was a bit, and this is me talking, not raised by us, but Absolutely. my experience, um, you know, I, 
I believe in the mission of the organizations that I work with and, you know, trying to maximize our impact. And so I would get really excited when folks would reach out to me from like the corporate space and say, we believe in the work that we're doing. We want to work with you. You know, we want our employees to have both a feel good moment, but, you know, also support your mission. Can we plan, you know, say a day of service or something like that? And so we would go and have this like exciting conversation. And I was so excited to bring folks into our space and introduce them to, you know, whatever population we were working with. And then I was always, not always, but a lot of the times disappointed at the end of the call when I said, okay, great. Like doing something like that will, will cost X, Y, and Z. And I would be met with the response of, oh, well, we don't have a budget for that. You know, volunteering, I thought would be free. And so there's this like common. Right. Is putting oh. their head right now. Right. Yes. And it's, it's so. And I would just kind of think, well, scratch my head and think, well, you know, volunteering is, is maybe it Well, it's, it's not actually free for anyone when you think about it on the nonprofit side, it's staff time, p- people pay. Yeah, it's a program. Time. Absolutely. A program, you know, to both create plan and execute something like that. And on the employee side, you know, they're taking time out of their work day. And so there's dollars associated there. So anyhow, I was, I, I was always, there was a, there was a gap that I was seeing between the sort of like goal of companies helping and creating impact and actually like what they were able to achieve. So that's my long-winded way of saying that when I heard about Raised by Us, I was super excited by uh, both the innovative model and the way that the organization was seeking to sort of change and challenge uh, what giving back looks like in like in the corporate structure. And again, being able to work with these sort of innovative innovative tech companies, many of whom are influencing like society and culture at large and other ways, right? That we have this tremendous opportunity to sort of flip the script on what workplace giving looks like, um, help companies be more socially responsible. And I just saw such a tremendous opportunity with that potentially like trickling up to these larger, like more sort of old school corporations that they might take note of what was happening on the more innovative side. And then you have, you know, kind of it's it's twofold, right? Because then you have this opportunity that we are mostly working with first time small dollar donors. And again, so we're getting to challenge this notion that you have to be like ultra rich to, to make a difference, but also we're engaging people at like the very beginning of their philanthropic journey. So that's both incredibly exciting because we're helping them, you know, be informed and uh, hopefully build lifelong habits of giving back. But it's not only that, we're also accessing because they've never given before, the dollars that we're able to generate through our programming are fueling like new dollars into the charitable universe. So it's money that didn't exist before. And so the potential to do that at scale Mm-hmm. is really super exciting. And yeah, so I, that, that was really what, what, cha- what excited me the most was sort of like challenging the tried and true of this is just always how it's been done and helping companies and individuals actually drive, you know, sustainable, real impact um, in ways that would benefit the nonprofits, which those are who we're championing. Championing. So let's talk about that for a moment. I mean, you yeah. you lifted up a number of things that I want to highlight. One is the impact on companies and on this sort of business, you know, business isn't a sector unto itself, but on sort of how for-profit companies, businesses, corporations think about and treat philanthropy and giving back institutionally. Um, And you've talked about the impact on the individuals and the employees um, and sort of shifting the narrative around what it means to be philanthropic. And then 
there's the impact on the nonprofits, which are the point, right? So talk a little bit about the kinds of organizations that are being impacted and the kind of impact you're seeing on the nonprofits themselves. Yeah, it's, that's such a good question. And it was actually, you know, to me, when I when I first joined the team and was thinking about, like, we knew that we had kind of different groups of stakeholders, right? And the nonprofits, so we knew that we were helping companies. We knew that we were helping, you know, the individuals who are employees. And we knew that we were helping these like thousands of cause areas. But when I actually looked at it, there's like a fourth sector of the nonprofits. And as I mentioned before, we know that nonprofits work so hard to meet their operating budgets. They have, you know, lean fundraising teams. And so in a really exciting way, like one of the indirect or maybe direct like benefits of our program is that by helping the nonprofits fundraise that they're able to spend more time on the actual like mission driven work and their programming and less time, you know, cultivating, stewarding those, you know, small dollar donors that they just might not have the bandwidth or capacity to do it. It frees up the space to really focus on their mission driven work, um, which is super exciting. And in terms of types of nonprofits, you know, it really is, open to anything. We tend to see um, with our with our portfolio a lot of social justice support, um, yeah. a lot of like climate change, sustainability, mm-hmm. um, humanitarian, and a huge, huge, I would say, desire for when disaster strikes, which, which unfortunately, whether it's natural disaster or a crisis like what's happening in Ukraine right now, it just is happening more frequently. So we're able to really like deploy help at like a drop of a hat by creating funds and campaigns for employees to sort of give back to. Um, We also try to lift up. So that's to say that an employee can really give or an individual or company could give to any sort of nonprofit of their choosing. And it's employee driven. They they identify the nonprofit. We might help like vet and, and, you know, vet certain nonprofits. um, And when, when they ask for help, what we try to do whenever we can is to highlight and promote smaller nonprofits who might not be as well known, who are doing really critical work in these spaces, but might not have as big of a marketing budget marketing as, budget, as, some yeah. the, as some of the, the older and kind of like wider, um, wider reach organizations that we all know and, and tend to love, um, but that these are doing equally great work and, and need and deserve the highlight. I mean, one of the things that's really exciting to me, just sort of, you know, you, you and I've worked together long enough for you to know, I, I sort of love the like systems and the strategies yes. um, piece fundraising there's so much friction often when we think about fundraising there are so many tactics that have to be deployed in order for fundraising to work right in order to bring in dollars and i think particularly for you know smaller say under two or three million um dollar organizations often without realizing it teams are spending just as much time on the tactics for small donor small dollar donors as they are on tactics for mid-level or sort of major donors, right? There's very little differentiation. So you don't get that flywheel effect, right? You don't get the sort of benefit of automating certain parts of your fundraising. And part of what I hear you talking about is the benefit, particularly at the smaller donor level of taking some of those tactics and offboarding them, right? So that there's less friction to bring in each of those dollars, right? It it brings down that sort of cost per donor amount, which is really just at the bottom line of a budget, incredibly important for smaller nonprofits. Absolutely. And I mean, what's super cool is that oftentimes the nonprofits 
not only do they not have to do the cultivation, but they really don't have to do anything. And I give like a specific example and shout out to uh, my friend, Peter, who's an executive director of a wonderful organization called Summer Search. Um, But we were doing one of these activations, really fun. It was a a virtual scavenger hunt with one of our, um, with one of our companies and Summer Search was one of the organizations that we sort of vetted and and elected to raise funds for. Um, And through that game, I think we were able to raise a few thousand dollars. And Peter had no idea. And so afterwards I shot a note saying, oh, hey, we featured, you know, summer search in one of our last activations. You should be getting a check for, you know, $3,000 in the next month or so. And he was like, wait, what? Like, we didn't have to do anything. I didn't have to do anything. He's like, oh, that's so cool. And, you know, even if it's a, a small amount of someone's annual budget, again, it's money that maybe they weren't anticipating. They've now have X number of new donors, you know, that are aware of their mission and, and they can continue to sort of engage. Yeah. But it, it, again, it frees up that time to focus on, you know, maybe some, some bigger, more strategic issues. Power leverage. Absolutely. So what is most exciting for you that's coming up in the next year? Yeah. Organization. Oh my gosh, there's so much. As you know, we uh, not only do we work with startups, but we are very much a startup ourselves. Yes. <laughs> so we've been working really hard on you know building our foundation and our infrastructure, um, and we really see this year as like our setting our pathway to massively scale in the year beyond. We have really um, big goals. Very exciting big goals of doubling our impact. So over time, since we've been doing this, we've raised probably about nine and a half million dollars. And last year we were able to direct over two and a half million dollars to charitable causes all over the world. This year we're hoping to increase that to at least four million. So again, that's exciting. Um, and one of the cool things that we're doing that I'm really excited about is we're actually partnered with the Gates Foundation, right? now. And we have been piloting um, some, as I mentioned earlier, game mechanics and gamification when it comes to giving. And so really thinking about kind of innovative ways that we can further mobilize and influence uh, the generosity of folks through their workplace and and ensure that those millions of dollars of of matching dollars don't go unused each year. So I think when I look at it, that's what's most exciting is that we're really trying to find um, some levers that we can pull that are based on behavioral science to come up with tactics and solutions to, you know, drive generosity and minimize that barrier of whatever it is when of people wanting to do good and actually taking action on it. That is so exciting. That's just the the potential for impact. Like we've been talking about individuals, nonprofits, the business sector, the nonprofit sector. It's, it's really wonderful. Um, so I know people listening are thinking, how can I get involved? I know you have nonprofits thinking that, individuals, yeah. companies. What are the different ways that people can learn about Raised by Us and get involved in your work? Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, you can check us out online on our website and social media, but, you know, truth be told, those are both going to probably be going through a little bit of a rebrand, which is also exciting. Um, it's exciting. It is. Um, for the nonprofits listening, we want to know about you. We want, you know, we, we have an open portfolio. It's not like we have like a fixed process right now. So if you're doing mission-driven, you know, critical work, shoot us a note. We'd love to learn about you. Um, and see if we can match you with some of the needs of our, our corporate partners. If you or someone you know works at a high growth company, uh, shoot us a note. We'd love to work with you. If you even if you have a social good strategy in place, we you know we work with anything with companies that have 
nothing and they're starting from scratch to folks who have things but want to just be able to enhance what they already have and drive more engagement and optimize it. Um, and for folks who are interested and excited by, you know, this sort of flipping the script of philanthropy and are interested in potentially joining a board or something like that, we're always recruiting. Um, we are a nonprofit too. So we uh, we function on uh, contributions as well. So if you were interested in learning more about how you can have impact, we're actually going to be doing our first capital campaign this year, which is super exciting to, again, kind of build that foundation for our growth in the years to come. So there's all these ways to get involved. We, we want to, you know, talk to you and, and learn about your interests and see, you know, what might be the best way for you to help us drive impact. Fantastic. And is there a particular email that they should use to reach out or should they go through the website? And if so, what's the web address? Uh, our web address is uniquely our name also, so you can't forget it. So it's www.raisedby.us, which is Raised By Us. Um, you could also shoot us a note at hello at Raised By Us, and we'll be sure to get back to you and see what change we can make together. Amazing. There are so many ways to get involved, which is also, I think, really unique and exciting. Um, as always, Jessica, it has been great talking to you. Thank you for joining me on the show and, and showcasing your incredible work. I'm really excited for folks to hear about Raised by Us and how they can get involved. It's been, it's been great talking to you. It's been great as always talking to you. And thank you for creating this platform for, you know, nonprofits and nonprofit leaders to learn from each other and to learn from you. And it's, um, it's a crowded space, but such a warm and inviting space. And, you know, we all complement our work. So I'm just, I'm grateful for the opportunity to be in your network and to be here sharing our story and more good things to come. Wonderful. More good things to come. Have a great day. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Nonprofit Mastermind Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts. And if you think what we talk about here, the trainings and the guests and the conversations could benefit another leader in your life, I'd love if you would leave a review and share with your friends. If you want to take the next step and begin to put into practice what we talk about on this podcast, I've created a toolkit where I collect and share downloads from many of our conversations. It's got templates, worksheets, and references to help you execute on what we talk about here on The Mastermind. There's lots of great stuff, and I add to it almost every week. You can download it at richiebabbage.com backslash architecture of impact toolkit. I also want to share another free resource for leaders of growing nonprofits. It's a free training. It's called What Got You Here Won't Get You There. The four questions you need to ask to know if your nonprofit is really ready to scale. Growing an organization doesn't happen by accident, as we all know. You have to take the right strategic steps at the right time to avoid overwhelm and burnout and that horrible feeling that so many of us have had as you watch the work of your organization outstrip capacity and sometimes even funding. It's almost impossible to reverse engineer good growth. And by that, I mean growth that can be sustained over time just by looking at what you think you see in other organizations. So in this free training, I help cut through all the noise and I identify the four simple questions that, if you really engage with them and think about them, will tell you when you're ready to grow without frenzy, without overwhelm, and with the confidence that you're making the right moves for your organization. You can access the training at richiebabbage.com 
backslash ready to scale. Finally, if you'd like more leadership resources and strategies in your life, sign up for my weekly newsletter, Leadership Forward 321. Each week, I curate and share three articles, two resources, and a quote on a theme. You can get that at richiebabbage.com backslash leadership forward 321. That's all for now. Have a great week, and I'll see you back here next week for more Mastermind.